Hey, Sandy and I had a great time. We were on vacation the last two Sundays over the Thanksgiving holidays. You know, we have two kids, Corey and Carrie. Carrie and her family uh, live right here and come to this church, so we see them all the time. Our son, Corey, and his family live down in Savannah, Georgia. They have two boys. Carrie has a boy and a girl, and so now we're grandparents and just loving all of this. And so we were, we were down in Savannah for part of last week, and then we flew back, and Seth and Carrie drove our van down to Metro Airport, picked us up on Thanksgiving Day, actually. We drove on into Pennsylvania, and, and we, so we just had a great time. But I have to say, Cindy and I came back tired. You know, it, it's, it's, it's challenging having four grandchildren, and uh, with our son, we actually had them with us overnight a couple of nights, and, and the 11-month-old wasn't sleeping very well, so I was doing the, you know, the, the 3 a.m. thing with, with the grandson, and, and, and it, it was fun, it was good, but, but it, it, was, it was tiring, and so we're looking forward to just having a kind of a chill Christmas. We're not going anywhere this Christmas, so... Uh, but one thing, one thing from the trip, Sandy and I were, were flying back from Savannah, back to, to our Metro Airport in Detroit here on Thanksgiving Day. And here's a question for you. In this day and time when technology is so unbelievable, when you think about how amazing technology is, why can't they make the speakers on the airplanes better? Have you noticed how lousy they are? I mean, the attendant comes on and says, you know, thank you for being on our plane today. And if you have anything, put it in the overhead bin or under the seat in front of you. And I'm like, what are they saying? I mean, just no clarity there at all. I want to talk to you today about the clarity of Christmas. Christmas is probably the busiest holiday of the year, right? I mean, there's almost a madness about it. In fact, you know, a week ago Friday was Black Friday. Sandy and I, we were in, in Clarion, uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, there was a Walmart right next to where we were staying, and I noticed on Black Friday that Walmart was wall-to-wall people, wall-to-wall cars. I swear you couldn't get one more car, one more person in it. And even on Thanksgiving Day that evening, Wall-to-wall people, wall-to-wall cars. It seems like the whole world is celebrating Christmas. And then as I looked at all these people and all these cars there, I thought, wow, everybody's celebrating Christmas. And then I thought, but what are they celebrating? What are they really celebrating? How many of them even know that Christmas is about the birth of Jesus Christ? Christmas is about Christ. Christmas is God's huge message to the whole world. His grand communication to the world. God is shouting out a message to the world. And and it's clear. He's speaking clearly, not like the speaker on an airplane. It is crystal clear what the message of Christmas is. Do you know what that is? Are you clear? Let's, Let's get some clarity about Christmas. And I want us to be crystal clear about the, the, the message of Christmas. And I hope that you also get some clarity about your life today. Because when you really come to understand the message of Christmas, it just clears up so many things and brings so much clarity to life. This is my prayer for you and me, that, that we, we get some clarity about Christmas, but clarity about our own lives. Because there's just so many 
so many voices shouting in this world. Maybe, maybe for you, life has become unclear. Your head is just full of static. And to you, the whole world is just like, blah, 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 blah. And, you, and you can't make sense out of all that's going on. And maybe you're confused and maybe you're skeptical. Maybe you're hurt or disappointed or frustrated. How about this? Try listening to Christ this Christmas. In the midst of all of the hustle and all of the festivities and all the good things that are going on, and all the distractions and all the voices that are shouting and all the noise and the static, try listening to Christ. Christmas is God speaking. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 5, and we're going to pick it up in verse 16. And this is a passage that's not a typical Christmas text. In fact, when we read it, you might, you might say, Greg, why, do we, why are we looking at this text? I mean, here we are getting into Christmas. Why would you pick a text like this? Here's why. Because this text tells us clearly who Jesus is and what he has come to do. Who Jesus is and what he came to do. Because you, you cannot understand Christmas if you don't know who Jesus is and what he came to do. Let's look at it. Beginning in John 5, beginning in verse 16. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. Now we don't have time to unpack the whole story that's going on here. Jesus has been doing miracles. In fact, he just healed a lame man. This man could not walk, and Jesus healed him. He was able to walk. In fact, he told this guy to pick up his mat and carry it home. And the Pharisees, the religious leaders, are angry with him because you're not supposed to do any healing on the Sabbath because that was considered to be work. And then Jesus made it worse by telling this man to pick up his mat and carry it. That was considered work. And so they, were, they thought there's no way Jesus could be uh, the Son of God or even a man of God because, because he is breaking the Sabbath and they're mad at him. They begin to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, and I want you to notice as we read through here, notice the father-son relationship. Jesus keeps repeating over and over again in a variety of ways, I am the son and, and, and I am in this relationship with my father. So notice verse 17. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. For just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life 
and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly, I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. This passage very clearly tells us who Jesus is and what he came to do. Let, let's get very clear on this. Who is Jesus? He is the Son of God. Say that with me. The Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. He's God's Son. Do you notice how many times Jesus refers to God as His Father? He says, my Father is always at His work, and so am I. The Son can only do what He sees His Father doing. The Father loves the Son and shows Him all things. The Father raises the dead, and so does the Son. Jesus is crystal clear. God is my Father. He sent me. This is what Christmas is all about. This is why John says in verse 18, for this reason they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Who do you say Jesus is? You think he's just a nice teacher? Even another prophet? No, Jesus says, I am the Son of God. I am equal with God. Last week, Pastor Darren talked about the glory that the Son had with the Father before He came to earth. Didn't Darren do a great job last Sunday? I, I heard it online. It, it was very good. It was his first sermon here, at home run. And, and, and he, he spoke on Philippians chapter 2. Where, where the Apostle Paul says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. So here is Jesus. He is the Son of God. He's God's Son, which means he's made of the same stuff of his Father. Same DNA, looks like him, talks like him, but yet, even though he was equal with God, he poured himself out, made himself like nothing, took on the nature of a, of a human being, and he walked among us. That is Christmas. The Father sending the Son. From all eternity, God has been a trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In January, I'm going to do a series on the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk, at least briefly, in that series about the Trinity. But, but today, I, I want you to get this. Christmas is about God the Father sending God the Son to become a man. Remember John 1? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Remember Luke 1 when the angel appeared to Mary and told her that God had chosen her to give birth to Jesus and Mary was frightened and the angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. 
That's the message of Christmas. The Son of the Most High was born as a baby. You say, Greg, this is mind-blowing. How can we even begin to understand it? I, I know, it is mind-blowing. I can't explain it all. No one could really explain the Trinity, the, the creator of the universe becoming a human being. That's mind-blowing. But So for now, let, let's keep this at a very practical level. Assuming this is true, I mean, I believe it's true that Jesus is the Son of God. I think most of you here right now believe it's true that Jesus is the Son of God. Okay, so what? What does that even mean? Let's keep this very practical. Well, for one thing, it means that when you look at Jesus, the Son, you see the Father. You see God the Father. Because He looks like His Daddy. When you look at Jesus, you see His Father. You see God. You know, oftentimes we say like father, like son. Oh, he looks so much like his daddy. This is what Jesus is saying. When you look at me, in fact, he says in John 14, remember Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And then Philip, one of the apostles said, Lord, show us the father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. So in a very practical way, do you need clarity? On who God is. Everybody's saying, well, I think God's like this. I think God's like that. Or, well, God would never do this. God would... Well, all you have to do is look at Jesus. He is God with flesh on. Christmas clarifies who God is. Look at Christ and you see God. So you look at Jesus. You read the Gospels and you see Jesus acting so compassionately and so mercifully and so lovingly. And you go, that's what God is like. Because Jesus is the Son of God, and He looks and He acts, and He sounds just like His Daddy. So that must be what God is like. For another thing, when you hear the words of Jesus, not only when you see Jesus, His behavior, but you look at, you listen to Jesus, and you hear His words, you are hearing the words of God. So when you look at the teachings of Jesus, and you listen to the teachings of Christ, you are listening to the teaching of God. Because Jesus sounds like his daddy. This is why Jesus says, the words I speak to you are not my own. They are my father's. When Jesus speaks, you're listening to God. You want clarity? We have so many even divisive issues today. Well, what about this? What about that? Well, what should I believe about this? What should be the direction of my life? What's God's will? You look to Jesus. You look at the words of Jesus because they are the words of God. This, this is the crystal clear message of Christmas. Jesus is the Son of God. And then here's the second part. Who came to rescue us. Jesus is the Son of God who came to rescue us. Who is Jesus? He's not just some wise man who lived a long time ago. You could take some of his teachings more or less here and there if, if it suits you. No, no, no. He's the Son of God. And he came to rescue us. Do you notice how in John 5, Jesus refers specifically to his relationship to his father? 
He says, whatever the Father does, the Son does. In fact, the Father has entrusted to the Son all judgment, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Now, that's an interesting thought. Who is going to judge you on judgment day? In fact, who is your judge right now? Jesus. And do you see what this means? This means now that your judge is also your rescuer. Your judge is also your savior. So if you just get real honest with yourself right now, and you know that secret sin that you're hiding, that you feel so ashamed about, and you would just die if anybody else ever knew about it, and you're so guilty about it. You know those doubts and those fears that you struggle with. Do you know those worries that you have that maybe you're just not a good enough Christian? And you have some things that you just keep beating yourself up about. And you're worried about what God really thinks of you and how He might judge you. Listen, He is not only your judge, He is your rescuer. This is why... John 5.24 says, Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged. Do you hear that? You will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. So if you are here this morning and you hear this message of Christmas, you hear these words of Christ and you believe he is the Son of God, and you ask Him into your life, He becomes your rescuer. He becomes your Savior. There is no more judgment for you. You can cross over from death to life. Remember that first Christmas when the angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds out in the fields at Bethlehem? And the angel said, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah the Lord. This is Christmas. The Son of God was born to rescue you. Now, now you say, Greg, rescue me from what? I don't need to be rescued. Oh, yes, you do. Come on now. I mean, very objectively, we all need to be rescued from sin and death and hell. Every single one of us. We need to be rescued from sin and death and hell. And, and then even beyond that, chances are you are experiencing some kind of hell right now. And maybe you're even creating quite a bit of hell for yourself right now. I mean, everybody struggles and suffers in some way in this life. Life is hard, and so many things about life are just out of our control. You might get cancer, or you might get some illness. You might lose your job. Your spouse might betray you. Life is hard. A lot of bad, tough things happen. And then there are those things that you do that make life even harder. Maybe you say hurtful things. Maybe you hold grudges. And you get bitter. And you know you should do something, but you don't do it. Maybe because you're just lazy. Or maybe because you're too proud. 
And you have all sorts of secret sins and secret struggles that no one knows about. And you're blaming your spouse and you're blaming your boss and you're blaming the world for all of your problems. And maybe the truth is you are the problem. And deep down you know it, but you cannot admit it. Because if you admitted it, it would crush you. The pain would be too great. Your judgment on yourself is huge. And you can't imagine opening yourself up to others or to God and let them judge you too. So you go on trying to be your own Savior. Listen to Christmas. The Son of God was born into this world to rescue you.